0: Three, two, one, and we're live. Another fireside chat. We got Forrest here. What up? And his mother, the true Mrs. Caveman, is in the studio.
1: Hello, hello.
0: We uh, we actually started these chats just so you had something to listen to when you're away on trips. I
1: know. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah. So uh, now you're here. I
1: actually, I didn't appreciate all the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've definitely put some. Uh, Less than savory stuff out there. (laughs) That's what we do. Try not to drop my rock star on the new expensive board. So, why are we here, Forrest?
2: Uh, Today we're talking about the reopening of schools. So we've got a student and we've got two parents. So, you know, we figured it'd be a pretty interesting conversation to have. That we've already had like about 18 (laughs) times, but now we're just putting it out there.
0: Yeah, well, we figured a lot of people probably having these same discussions and problems at at home deciding what to do with their kids and uh, how do you feel about it Karis? I think it's
1: I think it's pretty messy situation
0: Ford's going to help you settle Uh. the mic so you don't have to keep leaning forward
1: oh thank you I appreciate it oh look at that tech guy he is a YouTube guy I think it's it's been a pretty messy process from all angles Um, some of it I think is just the nature of the issues some of it, um, and we'll get into it. But I think it's pretty messy. I think it's a difficult decision for parents at this point to send their kids back or not. Uh, everybody has a lot of concerns. So I'm sure in this podcast, we'll talk about how we are handling those concerns ourselves.
0: Send it back. It's fake. No, I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> it is not fake.
0: It's not fake. COVID is real.
1: Just like we did land on the moon.
0: We did not land on the moon, but that's a... <laughs> A different I podcast? Not, I will not agree with you on that one. <laughs> okay. How do you feel about going back to school, Forrest? Do you feel safe?
2: Mm, I kind of feel safe no matter what. Uh, I don't know. I don't I don't really care. Like, I, I do care. But at the same time, you know, I'm not super duper afraid. Because...
0: Super duper does save you more. <laughs> I'm,
2: I'm not super afraid because, like, I'm not going to be in contact with any old people. Uh, I'm not going to be... What about Lala? I probably won't be in contact with her because uh, now I'm taking the metro bus and I'm probably going to end up going straight home. And I can go straight home if I need to, so I can avoid contact with older people and some sickness has already been passed through and we've, we got past that pretty well. So, whether it was COVID or not, or whatever it was, I'm not super afraid. Yeah,
0: I suffered some very COVID-like symptoms, and we were not able to get tested, but we were around people with COVID, so it's very possible that I had COVID. That made everyone quiet. I'm the sickly one in the room.
1: COVID germs on you! Let's run out of here real quick! I'm just kidding. If you had it, we probably all had it.
2: I think most of the problems that i have with it is just like it's so poorly organized that's what really that's what i'm more worried or more frustrated about it's just the way it's been handled
0: but you are not going back in class so no
2: we're starting remote and rumors have and the rumors are that it's gonna maybe go to a hybrid in october or maybe have more stuff ready by october but whatever it is it's not been organized well
0: yeah, Buffalo really dropped the ball. Uh, although, I do think Buffalo schools didn't do a very good job, but I do think some of the other local schools did a pretty decent job getting ready to go. What do you think, Karen?
1: Um, I think initially I thought that too, uh, when a lot of school came up with a final plan as far as are they going full online, full in person, or some form of hybrid. So I thought those schools might have been better handled, had a better handle than Buffalo Public. Um, but now that more news are coming out from parents and teachers from all the different school districts and I see that um, maybe they made a quick decision. In a way that's a good thing, but I can see that it is still very messy in terms of how everyone involved reacted to those decisions.
2: What about you, man? Um, I think all around it's just been really frustrating for everybody whether it's like Buffalo where the district refuses to do certain things or it's just been really slow, or if you're somewhere like where school has already started maybe and it's just been handled very poorly with no concern at all. So either way, I mean, it's just everywhere in the U.S. has been a problem with schools reopening.
0: As a parent, I have a real hard time with the hybrid model, I
1: think. I I think the hybrid model is just um, – Difficult to look at because it's not our traditional full in-school model where we're used to the kids going every day. And given, I think to me, given the spring online session that the children had, I'm less than impressed so far. And I know that was kind of like everybody was just sort of thrown into this pandemic. So nothing was very prepared but at least by you know we started mid-march to start this online effort with the children and by at the end of june we were still pretty messy with that whole situation and i feel like we have so much technology these days that by i would say by may we should have been on a better course of things Uh, but that didn't happen so i'm leery and that's my biggest concern in terms of online learning in the fall is the quality of the online learning and I think by combining those two things where you have kids going to school a couple days and then doing online learning a couple days is something that we're unfamiliar with. So I think parents have their own concerns. Plus, to me, it's also not only the quality of the online learning, uh, also how our schools being cleaned when you have different groups of kids coming through. That's some of the issues. I'm not sure how other districts are handling it, but I feel like Buffalo Public has not been handling those questions very well at all. Talking about
2: progression, there really has been none. Like like my mom said, we started mid-March and by June it was the same. And then in July, nothing happened and we didn't start working on this until midway through August. So I really think that another huge problem with the way Buffalo schools and most schools have handled this is we haven't done anything since we haven't done anything or we weren't doing anything until mid-August when we probably could have been working on it, like at least started working on it at July, in July at the latest.
0: Well, I do agree that this should have been working on it, but um, as a business owner it has to deal with COVID... I would say that the governor not releasing guidelines until the middle of August did not help the schools prepare for any of this. I mean, they didn't know what they were supposed to do until literally like a week and a half ago. Right. Two weeks now.
1: So I I agree with you on that, and that was something I was going to bring up, is the governor kind of uh, pushed that decision out to August 7th, and I think he pushed out a little further out in terms of giving more clear directions as to how the state is going to proceed with school. That delay in decision definitely play a part in how unprepared schools are and start doing things at the last, feeling like they're starting to do things at the last minute. But also I would say that challenge of the school is that, um, we're all adults. We're all smart people in terms of, we found out about this pandemic in March. And as far as things are going globally, we see that, online learning was probably inevitable to a certain extent right we we knew when we sent these kids back to school in the fall there would be some mix of online learning that would be thrown into it either full online or partial online so i think the school district even without the governor's guidance could have started looking at least working with the teachers federation which that part to me buffalo has always been very political with between the district and the Buffalo Teachers Federation, I think that's something that they could have been working on during the summertime before, the talk before the governor make his decision, because we know it is inevitable. So why wait? Like there ha these decisions, these conversations could have gone on a little earlier, pending the government governor's decision. So I think that's something that the school district and the Buffalo Teachers Federation could have done better having those earlier conversations. Now, have that that happened? I'm not really involved in the district politics until this whole school thing started, so I can't say they didn't, but as far as everything I read, I would say I feel like they did not do much during that period of time that they could have done something with it.
0: I agree. I think it is very political. Um, Buffalo more than the other schools. Mm -hmm. But um, I do think the teachers... Uh, speaking of teachers and the Teachers Federation, I do think that they have a, a legitimate gripe about how they are expected to do all these things. Um, like the Buffalo one, uh, we've seen it in the City Honors uh, chat group that we're in. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well, the teachers are asking for all reasonable things. They want to know what to, what they can do with sick kids, mm-hmm. what to do with kids that don't listen to the mass, um, how they're going to clean the bathrooms, how they're going to clean the school, what they're supposed to do about handouts. like. All that stuff seems like stuff that should be already decided before it, you're right. required to say if your kid's going in person or not.
2: I feel like what the teachers are asking for is, like, what we, what everybody's been asking for and what everybody's been mm-hmm. waiting for, really.
1: Yeah, I think initially, so before, um, before the school district held meetings with parents, district-wide meetings with parents, uh, the first news article I read was that um, – The Buffalo Teachers Federation, the head of it, Mr. Rumore, had came out and wrote something, and then the district came back and say, well, you know, Mr. Rumore, if you if you use less time to write news press release and actually come to the meetings, have some dialogues, we might get something done, right? So I was like, oh, this is not setting up to be good. Um, But then later, when I read, when I actually went on the BTF website and read what the teachers' concerns were, and I'm, I was mind-boggled. It's like, those are the same questions that parents still have, mm-hmm. and the district really have not addressed them. Uh, because the very first district-wide parent, parent meeting we I attended, uh, Dr. Cash spent a lot of time talking about the plan that was actually pretty much rejected by the governor's office that plan basically gave out three options, but the district has not decided which options to go with. He spent over an hour talking about that. The format of the meeting is also off Facebook Live, so asking questions was very difficult. Plus, it was a district-wide meeting, so that means Buffalo is complicated, right? We have multiple schools compared to suburbia schools. Most suburban schools have maybe three schools, five schools sometimes one school we have a slew of schools in this district and in very invariable stage of chaos um and also you have parents from pre-k through kids going into 12th grade all in that same meeting and i would say that's unfair to a lot of people because we all have very different concerns my concerns for a child entering ninth grade is very different from a parent who have children going to kindergarten, 1st grade and 2nd grade. Uh, Middle school parents will have different concerns and I would say 11th and 12th grade parents will have different concerns from us too. So having those meetings was not very productive as far as my assessment for that meeting is. I went to the next meeting with the technology meeting. uh, You know, kudos to the technology team. It seems like they definitely have done some work with... You're looking at me like I'm doing something wrong, so... No, I'm
0: just looking
1: at myself in the camera. <laughs> oh, okay, that's fine. So the second meeting I attended was a, the technology department had a meeting. Kudos to them. They seem to have addressed some hardware, hardware technology issues, like giving out proper equipments to the students who need them. Uh, they started addressing some of the connectivity issues. But when it came to the question of the quality of the online learning, they pretty much had no answers. So that was the biggest concern.
0: I think a lot of the suburban districts did a lot better job getting their material out there. Uh, I talked with uh, Kim at work. Mm-hmm. She said they had online classes for everything. There's mm-hmm. lectures for all our students. Last last time, mm-hmm. before this ended, before basically was just given homework packets.
2: Right homework packets and then more work there was there wasn't really a lot of direction and I think I think that's okay for lower grades but when you get to you know sixth even like at sixth grade you kind of want your teachers guidance because things start to get more complicated and just looking at the words and reading the words or just looking at you know their pre type directions are not as helpful as having them in class and having them be able to explain things to you. Like when I was reading my science book, I had I was my understanding was much lower than when I actually went to, you know, the science meetings and the teacher explained it and then things started to come to me. So when it comes to online learning, I think them just giving us work was really frustrating and made it hard to learn.
0: Yeah, that's not really what I would consider online learning.
1: Yeah, I think even, um, i talked to my friend who has a child in a, um, what are those schools called? What's tapestry? Charter school. Yes, sorry, that term just escaped my head. But even charter school did a better job uh, back in the spring in terms of providing lectures, live lectures, um, that students are being held more accountable than the Buffalo students. Um, the Buffalo students, in my, from my perspective, were not held to a high standard, were not held to be accountable for their learning.
0: Well, it's hard to be accountable when you're not really being taught. Here, do this homework, Drake. Right. We're not gonna grade you on it, good luck.
1: Yeah, and that that was my thing. I was trying to tell someone, thinking back when I was forced this age, I would not have want to sit there for six hours a day, do pretty much self-paced study, mm-hmm. learn from materials that you are unfamiliar with, and then basically sit there and do homework, hours and hours of homework. I didn't even want to do homework when I went to school and just had, well, we had a lot of homework mm-hmm. from where I came, but um, I, I never re- like, homework was not something kids wanted to do. Right, um, no one
0: wants to do homework, even smart kids. Forrest is pretty smart, he doesn't want to do homework.
1: Right. And I do think when you're looking at math and science, those unfamiliar concepts really need some teacher's guidance. And in terms of ELA and history, I think kiss in a lecture, having teacher guided discussions helps so much with that kind of learning than just sit home and read your history book on your own.
0: Sounds good. I want to circle quite quickly back to um, my problem with the hybrid learning is that you have to find something to do with your kid um child care yeah it's pretty tough so you're stuck with three days a week trying to find something for a kid and then trying to work that out with work um you got a great job so you're able to take some time if you need to right but i don't have a great job um if i don't go to work i don't get paid and i will probably get fired right so like there's no way they already told us that our job to not expect any extra time off mm-hmm. to just be able to go to
2: work
1: yeah right. and on that note i would say we have a great kid Because in conversation with some colleagues, I have said, you know, people ask me, okay, so now you're, you know, do you have to take time off from work? Not that your child is going full online. And my answer is no. If he's going full online, he's quite capable of handling his own work. He, I expect him to be responsible enough at this age to get up to attend his classes on time, even though it is online. But I know colleagues with friends and colleagues with children of similar age has said I can't trust my child to get up and do his work if I'm not there to supervise it. And I think that could be an issue. And obviously for younger children, that's definitely an issue because you're not going to leave a five, six, seven, eight year old by themselves trying to make sure they log on. They find their classes and they attend and sit there and not play with fire.
0: How do you teach your kid how to read? We gotta go online and teach them how to read.
1: Right. <laughs> so I don't know. We're making sure these kids grow up real fast here. Yeah.
2: Please. I have been dying to circle back to the district for just one second. Another gripe I had with the district is something that you know is temperature checks, because was one of their plans was like temp- temperature checks at home, masks are optional, and I think that is not super difficult because some places or some people might want the school to do tests every day all the time which is really expensive and time consuming and difficult to do but temperature checks and masks are not hard temperature checks and masks are a lot cheaper than daily testing and do you know somewhat of a decent job of preventing the spread and the fact that the district thought thinks that it thinks that they're incapable of doing Temperature checks really confuses me because temperature checks aren't hard. The, the thermometers that you put up to somebody's head take, like, two seconds maybe at the most to get their temperature and then the kid can keep going. If you have, like, ten people doing that, even in a big school with, like, a couple hundred students, it's
1: not going to take hours and hours.
0: So you got a hundred kids outside trying to socially distance in a blizzard. Well,
1: so... Back up on Forrest's comment a little bit for his frustration. Um, This came from the district, uh, Mr. Doctor Cash's comment that the district doesn't is does is not able to handle temperature check on site. So the district want parents to take their children's temperature every morning before they send their children to the school. So the concern is. Some parents already said, I'm not even home during that time of the day. I work, I'm a single parent, even if it's a two parent household. Sometimes both parents are working at that time because those are older kids. They may have been expected to get up on their own and go to school on their own. So they cannot be there to do the temperature check. And for crying out loud to some of the parents in the district, school is their only option for childcare. So sometimes they may have to sacrifice the fat and say, you know what, my child has kind of a temperature, but he looks like he's alright, so let's send him to school. Um, I know that's happened, not from our house, because I'm a big proponent of saying, if your child is sick, please leave your child at, at school. And I know I say that in a way. Probably people will say, oh, you're so privileged. Yes, in a way I'm privileged because I have a job that will allow me to do that. But let me also said that I worked very hard my whole life to get a job that I can do that for. So um, maybe it's privileged, but I achieved that privilege by hard work. But also, what if a kid is sick and the parents temperature check was not enough? School needs to be responsible for temperature check. And to your comment, what do you? What happens you have when you have 100 kids waiting outside? So most schools have multiple entrances. So you can station multiple teachers or staff and multiple entrances to take temperature. And let's just... A survey from Buffalo Public School says 60% of parents have already elected, even if there's in-person school, they want to do on, full online learning for their children. So on your sudden, you are already down sixty percent of the kids who are not going to go to school. Well, I
0: was being facetious when I said that. Right. Comment. But you
1: also slip split up those forty percent kids in multiple schools and multiple entrances. So I think it's a doable thing. I know you're being a little facetious. I'm more going commenting on doctor the Cash's. governor's
0: guidance. You have to do that anyways. Like right. that's clearly stated in the guidance they have to do
2: temperature checks at the entrance of the building.
1: Right. So that I think is kind of silly um, situation on that one.
2: And even if you are being facetious, it's a counterpoint that some people will make seriously and argue mm-hmm. for, and I I just don't think that's a very strong. We're
0: buffalo. You stand outside all the time. It's not that big of a deal. Right. Like, yeah.
2: Plus, <clears throat> like I I said, temperature checks and masks. And about masks, I don't think that's super difficult either. If you give a kid a mask and tell them to hold on to it, I mean, little kids might lose it and stuff, but it's still not as time-consuming or as expensive as getting daily testing so mm-hmm. i think with just masks and temperature checks you can avoid a lot of the spread it's not going to stop it completely but it does do a good job mm-hmm.
1: and i would be hard-pressed to say at this point if there are households who still do not own at least one mask to cover a child's face maybe there are i'm not saying again maybe someone listening to do this will say you're privileged you have face masks at your house they're
0: like I don't have to wear face masks This is America. It's not that they're privileged. That's what I was Well, the
1: there's <laughs> a lot of
2: kids that go to school to eat lunch. I, there might be a mask problem with some kids. Right. So, I mean, you do have to watch out for that.
1: So, yeah, and schools are, um, I know schools don't have a whole lot of money, but uh, kudos to our county executive, Carr who has said he's going to take money out from the CARES ad to pay for some of these PPEs for students going back to school. So kudos to him. And I think we, I, I think mask, yes. I know a lot of people argue, say, well, I don't have to wear a mask. It's my right not to wear a mask. Well, it's also the school's right to say, then you a child cannot come to school. It is also, personally, I don't think mask is 100% for in terms of preventing the spread of the disease. But I think mask is better than no mask. And I do believe it is also a respect thing. Uh, Be respectful to others because maybe your family has not had anybody who are sick. Your family does not have an elderly person who might be dying from some kind of disease. But your friend's family might have a person like that. The teacher's family may have someone like that. So maybe it's just something we have to consider. Be respectful to each each other.
2: I think there's also a lot to say about the teachers that we haven't really said yet. Um, you know, teachers are usually not young. They're, like, some of them may not be old, but, I mean, it's it's pretty clear when you go to school that most of your teachers are going to be at an age where they're in an age range that is more susceptible to COVID. Or so, at
0: least still elderly parents.
2: Yeah, so I'm sure... Like they, I'm. Sh- there's another part of it where you want to protect your teachers too, because
1: <laughs> teachers are
2: are super important and they're essential workers. Right.
1: I, I don't believe teachers have been qualified have. as essential. Trump made them essential oh, workers. They They made they them essential. Answers, okay. And <laughs> I think teachers. <laughs> deserve, okay.
2: I think teachers deserve that protection because they are at a much higher risk than the children they're teaching. And...
0: And kids are scummy, no offense.
2: Right. I mean, I'm <laughs> going with that. So, I mean, teachers, I think, really need that protection because, you know, their job is may not be obviously high risk, but it's pretty high risk, especially during a pandemic. So, between, like, the flu, COVID, and just dealing with, you know, bad kids... I think teachers really deserve you know, that respect and that attention to make their jobs safe.
0: Gotcha. I want to touch on one more thing before we uh, get out of here. We're already almost at 30 minutes. We're killing it on this one. Wow. Um, what do you think about teachers teaching in class and online learning at the same time with cameras in the classroom? There's a huge debate on CHS, and I got some things to say, but I want to start with you.
2: That's going to be hard. I think, I think the teachers that did do meetings online did a very good job, especially with limited resources that weren't given by the district. They just did it, you know.
0: So I want to clarify my question a little bit because you're answering a different question, which is okay because I didn't make it very clear. I'm talking about in class, in a regular classroom, right. with kids in the classroom, teaching the class and the online class yeah. at the same time. Okay.
2: I, I'm just making the point that it's going to be difficult, but they can teach online really well. But if you try to teach online like that while also teaching a class, teachers are gonna go nuts. I mean, you can't deal with kids in school that are, you know, that you have to worry about and kids online. And granted, the kids online might not be causing problems in the classroom, but you still need to take care of them and make sure that they're learning because that's a teacher's job. So I don't think that's really feasible, but I think maybe an alternative is to do pre-recorded classes or to separate the times. Like, maybe maybe you have a shorter school day, so the teachers can do hybrid stuff at another point, which will probably mean you'd have to cut out classes like gym and art, just to make sure... Probably
0: that, already got to cut out gym anyways. Yeah,
2: to make sure that... like gym Actually, art, I don't think
0: they do. I think they, most schools are going full gym class.
2: Like gym, art, music, all the classes that aren't the core subjects would probably have to get cut for that to happen. But I think really the only alternative is either pre-recorded classes or doing hybrid and in-school at different times. Karis, your thoughts?
1: Oh, so this is something you and I actually discussed before, and I've, you know, I heard your points and I definitely taken your points (laughs) and thought about how my points, how we were different in our perspective on this my initial response to this question was like yes why not we have the technology put a camera up in the classroom and then you're you're just recording the teacher while the teacher is teaching anyways it's the same lecture perfect no problem and you have mentioned a few points i go back to think well you know why does jeff say that and i look back and why didn't i think about those points and i know people will be more clear once you you talk about it and i went back to think about it is I came from a very different educational background. I went to a private school when I was little. And then I went to a top-notch secondary school when I was older. I went to, and those things, again, I work hard to get to those places. And those places that I went to learn, the worst kids are the kids who maybe have watched porno manga during lunchtime or cuss out each other. We get in trouble for that. We get in trouble for cussing out each other during lunchtime and get caught. There are no kids being disrespectful to teachers. If you are disrespectful to a teacher, you are pretty much immediately getting expelled. Hitting a teacher, biting a teacher, forget it. You will be done. Uh, We never had that stuff happen. Classrooms are usually very ordered Um, a teacher comes in you bow and you go into lesson kids are usually very quiet if you don't like a teacher you may mumble something to your neighbor you are not gonna shout it out loud and call your teacher a bitch and you're Mm. not gonna walk up and slap your teacher because you don't like your teacher you're not going to say disrespectful things to your teacher out loud you're not gonna do disrespectful things to your teacher just because That's why when they say, why can't teachers just put a camera in there and teach the kids online and in classroom at the same time, my initial action was why not? Right. It's easy. And then you provided your points to me. I was like, well, that is true. Um, and that's because I didn't go to schools. Um, and also I came from a different cultural background. I came at it from a different time. I am old. Um, things are very different. And so those are the things I wouldn't initially think about because I didn't experience those type of classrooms. So... Okay, I will
0: just kind of stole my thunder a little bit. I just I'm made sorry. a few points. It's all right. I was like, uh, someone's going to hit, punch, kick, stab, or shoot a teacher just to do it on Zoom and uh, get the cred just for beating up the teacher. They're going to be loud and obnoxious in class just to get the cred. Um, people are going to do that anyways. And the other concerns I had are... Parents are very touchy these days. So what happens if a uh, teacher sneezes and a mask comes down or they bring their mask down for a second and there's a picture of them with their face online? There's a lot of real concerns for teachers. If I was in a teacher's union, I would not want a camera in my classroom.
2: Teaching, teaching a class is, like, terrible. I've seen kids at my school, which is a pretty good school, talk back to teachers or, you know, be loud in their class or just and not really listen to their warnings and just kind of take their warnings as to be just a little bit quieter like teaching in an American public school means that you have to teach and you have to watch the kids and you have to sometimes talk over them or you need to bring them aside and then you have to do all that while also helping the kids that need extra help so teachers trying to do that in a classroom while also trying to, you know, help the kids on Zoom on Zoom or whatever we end up using is gonna be pretty much impossible. Yeah. I've I, even seen a kid like fight in assistance, so
1: I don't really think it's gonna be
0: And Forest comes from though probably the best school in the public district right. for Buffalo right, right now. Yeah, I would I
1: say his school is almost like a private school. It's
2: not feasible to do both of them at the same time.
0: Right. And uh i just want to say from teaching one class with a person on zoom uh it was crazy trying to teach a class because we have socially distant people that are just training with a dummy so you're doing that you have two groups of people who are training with partners so they're doing a different uh, material and then you have one person at home on a rug which you're giving a third material to and you're trying to watch all three at once um, any teacher answering a question on Zoom, they're going to lose control of that classroom in one second flat. And um, I just don't think it's a very viable way to have it be taught. Um, I know there's a huge discussion about it on uh, CHS thread, so I wanted to bring that up real I think, quick.
2: I think even if kids were perfectly behaved, it would still be very difficult to do both. Because it's you're teaching in two very different ways. When you're teaching online... You have to share your computer screen. Teachers have to share their computer screen and you know, look at the people and talk to the people and answer questions on Zoom. In a classroom they're gonna be pointing at the smart board and, you know, coming over to kids, teaching trying to teach those kids and you know, doing demonstrations and stuff. So trying to balance both of those is gonna be, you know, super difficult even if kids were like perfectly behaved. All right.
1: Like when I went to school? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I just, I, I just want to say, this pandemic, real or not real, because I know a lot of people don't think these, it is real still. Real people or not real. People
0: are not dying. <laughs> it's just bad. You just get sick. Blah. Blah. Yes. Sick. Blah.
1: So I'll just say this. This pandemic, real or not real, is posed a lot of the issues we have in our society today. Mm-hmm. Things that we didn't think about, things that we did not give a lot of focus on it is they are not all service in front of us. And we have to find quick res- resolutions for them. Um, I I don't really remember the exact quote from this economist. Um, but basically, that's the gist of it, a crisis, a pandemic will always expose some of the Weaknesses we have in our society that we really need to be addressed. The only problem is, well, not a problem, but just remember the reminder from that quote is. The solutions that we come up, the ideas that we have is from the people. um, I'm probably paraphrasing this horribly. That is from the people. That we have available right now, so. I think his idea is, like, be careful of the solutions that we come up with during a crisis, a pandemic, because we don't always have the best people at this time to address these issues.
0: All right. I'll give my quick wrap-up, and then it's your show. You get to wrap up, the final wrap-up. I just want to say I made this post in the CHS thread, but I think it's something that we should get out there as much as possible. Um, We're all in this together. Um, we need to be good neighbors to each other. Uh, I see a lot of bickering back and forth. What's right for some kids is going to be wrong for other kids. And they're going to do whatever they do. There's not too much we can control. Um, we can make our suggestions. But after these suggestions, we got to work together. We have all this technology to help each other. Let's make sure we're helping the kids that are falling through the cracks. Because there's going to be a lot of kids that fall through the cracks. And uh, like, if you get a chance or you know someone that's hurting, let us know. Maybe we can help out. We can do something. And if more people have that attitude, we'll get through it. I mean, when there's a huge blizzard, you see everyone shovel each other out in Buffalo. And that's, we're a city of good neighbors. And we need to make ourselves a city of good neighbors. Even with the school, it's frustrating. And you want to punch someone in the face. But, you know, the best thing you can do is help someone out. Maybe make their day a little bit better. Um, We're pretty lucky that we're able to get it. Maybe we can give someone rides. We can do something, all right? Um, So if you need any help, make sure you contact us. Right. Your final thoughts first. Um, just oh, on that ahead.
1: thought before you do. So talking about helping each other, giving rise to your friends, and I know sometimes you're very hesitant in exposing your mom, but um, I'm more than happy to help anyone with a language need um, in terms of being a, translating things or teaching someone uh, Mandarin because that is actually a language course at Forza School. Uh, there, I have also a little bit of counseling background, so nine hundred
0: twelve dollars an hour for Chinese lessons.
1: <laughs> I'm also happy to, um, you know, talk to anyone who needs to, who needs some, to talk to during this time, and I did that for my students during the pandemic, where um, we had some open forums to discuss the concerns and worries that one one have. Uh, I had a student who lost two people in one week during the pandemic, and. That was very difficult, so we had an open forum to actually address some of those feelings. So, if if you guys are in need, again, please let us know. Um, we're more than happy to help people out to our best abilities.
2: All right. So, I'm not gonna get all somber and sad like my two parents over here. I we're wasn't not sad.
1: sad. just being nice?
2: i okay. was somber remember it is a pandemic so we need to stay safe and we need to help each other out do whatever we need we need to do but if you're still listening to this point then you're a real trooper thank you for listening to this podcast um eat some dirt <laughs> sure oh and, heard uh, of while us- you're eating dirt don't forget to hit that red <laughs> button and the the gray <laughs> button with the thumbs up it really <laughs> helps us out uh on a more serious note we are trying to as soon as we hit it, one thousand subscribers We'll do something. I don't know. You know, we're we're about a fifth of the way there, so I think we can make it.
0: Force will buy a rock star.
2: <laughs> so if you want to really help us out, try to get us to 1,000 subscribers. Hit the big red button that says subscribe. It it's a be,
0: little red button, but hit the little red button. It should
2: be impossible to miss. <laughs> uh, hit the bell while you're at it. Yeah, so thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Whatever you're doing, Podbean, YouTube, whatever. It's right there.
0: <laughs> it's in the bottom Right corner.
2: I can't see what I'm pointing. I, ho- at. I hope you're pointing at the wrong corner. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, oh gosh.
2: Really yeah, I did anyways. that in the last video. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you. Uh, and Check if- out
0: our TikTok video.
1: Yes. Boomers return-
2: do TikTok. And if you're a returning, Re- bleh, 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 bleh. if you're a returning subscriber, thank you for watching our stuff. You know, uh, this is something that we really like to do, and we want to be able to do more of. So. If you subscribe and like the videos, then uh, you're doing a good job. Keep doing it.
0: Please leave comments if we didn't address your topic.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And then we can do a whole another podcast just for you.
0: All right. So, We're out. We're at forty so, minutes. So, before
1: oh. we go, can I just share my story about eating flies? Uh, I guess. Oh. Flies. So, all right. I was listening to Anna Faris's book. Do you know? You know her. You had a big crush on her. I don't know. She's a girl from scary movies. Oh yeah, with yeah, the yeah. big eyes, uh-huh. and she was married to Star Lord, Chris Pratt. Oh. They are divorced now, unfortunately. Oh, oh. <laughs> she has she has a child. Um, he's remarried, so I am I'm, uh, I'm out. Um, but anyway, so I was looking through her book. Apparently, on um, their first day, on one of their dates, Chris Pratt goes and swat a fly. So does half. That fly was on the table. Anna Faris decided that she'll take a chance. She picked up the fly and ate it. So she said, "I took a chance. It's either gonna gross him out or he's gonna love it." And apparently, Chris Pratt loved it. That Anna Faris ate a half that so fly. So if you're on a subscriber
2: to Caveman's Corner, get it, if you and you need to get a guy, just eat flies. He'll love that. He'll mm. love you. He'll. It didn't he'll work want out so good. He to good marry him. you forever.
0: He, he didn't want to marry her forever.
2: Well, at least you'll be married for like a couple years. <laughs> Do you Better
1: know who he's nothing. married to now? I don't know. Catherine Schwarzenegger.
2: Who's that? The Terminator's daughter, right? Yes. His daughter? Is she yeah.
1: hot? She's pretty hot.
2: Yeah.
0: Good. Good for him.
2: <laughs>
1: All right. That was so my story. If you're a
2: subscriber of Caveman's Corner, try to become Star Lord in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The girls will love it.
1: After
0: a thousand subscribers, Forrest will lead a dead fly.
2: No.
1: <laughs> half at, that. Half after that a thousand
0: fly. subscribers, Caveman will lead a live fly.
1: Yes. If he can catch one
0: <laughs> I'll be Substance. like the dog. The dog can yeah. eat it. Alright. We're out. We got two podcasts coming up. The dog one and then our video game review. We're out. We're this- never
2: gonna get to the dog one by the way.
0: We're doing a dog one. Don't
2: keep your uh, don't hold your breath.
0: We're doing a dog one. Love you guys. Bye. Peace. Thank
1: you for having me guys.